is always a blessing. But here's what part of the culture tries to say. The culture tries to say that no, 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 it's only a blessing if um, you're ready. Um, if you are financially stable. Now, I didn't have any excuse. Uh, my wife and I had been married five years, and I had, had graduated school, and uh, we had been out in the workforce for a while, but guess what? <laughs> we were looking at absolute bankruptcy because of a failed business when my daughter came along. Financial position, we were in a terrible place. But God took care of us. Um, a family member gave us a vehicle that we couldn't afford. Uh, I finally said yes to the Lord and was willing to enter the ministry. And this church had just completed building a brand new home that we moved into. God provided even though on the outside I wasn't ready. And sometimes, just like what you saw portrayed in that video, sometimes we're not ready because what we've actually done is we've gone against what God has told us to do. Are you in that boat? Yes, you are. Every one of us are in that boat. And so what you saw there wasn't ideal because what's being portrayed is two people that weren't in a covenant relationship as God calls for. But you know what? Does that mean that the life is a curse? Never. Never. I don't care what the situation is. Life is not a curse. And the scripture we're going to look at this morning talks about that. The enemy tries to portray himself as somebody who's good and wants to help you. But the scripture we're going to look at lays out clearly that he is after death and destruction. But nobody's going to enter into that willingly or knowingly. The only way they enter into that is if they believe that somebody is trying to help them. And part of the way that he does that is to try and convince us that what God is after is not giving us blessing and life. And part of the way that the enemy does that is that he brings those religious critical people that I was talking about earlier into our life. And we've all seen them and we all know them right now. That's not Jesus. I don't care if they're preaching every week. I don't care you know, if it's a father, a priest, whatever. All right, when they are preaching condemnation, and I'm not talking about preaching against sin. Uh, we want to be very clear about that because, again, the reason that God tells us this is sin is because it's not the best. It's never that he wants to withhold something from us. And I know that you have a hard time believing that because I do too, because my actions show it. <laughs> I'll say one thing with my mouth and then I'll go and do the other thing because I'm not really believing him. But what I've discovered in life, just like in that video, the person discovered that they discovered that the thing they thought was going to end their life became their life. And that's what God shows me over and over. Things that I didn't trust Him with, He shows me, yes, He was right. But you know what? I've got consequences along the way. I want you to hear that. 
If you've made sinful choices, you've got consequences. And you are in the company of people in the same boat. We've all got them. But here's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to convince us to make another sinful choice on top of the others because he wants to bring us into this place of absolute despair where we separate ourselves from God. You don't have to do that. Don't do that. God wants you to bring yourself into him. Bring your sin, okay? And, and uh, you know, I'm not saying, oh, God, I'm going to continue in this. Because if you say that, God says, well, you know, this is my way. I'm rejecting you. But we come in and we say, God, this is the wrong way. I've chosen it. And he says, child, I've provided a way for that. The scripture I want to go to is one of my favorites in scripture. It's John 10, 10. Um, I'm only going to center on that one verse. I don't, it, it, this verse is part of a whole um, story that the Lord shares, but I, I don't want to get sidetracked on all that. I want to stay focused on this, but in the midst of it, I will talk about some of the context of this. So this is Jesus speaking, and uh, Jesus is speaking, and, and he's, he's speaking in a, a parable form, and he's talking about a shepherd and sheep, and he's talking about the sheep hearing the true shepherd's voice, but then he's also talking about these false shepherds, uh, people who try to pretend they're the shepherd, which means they pretend they want to care for you, but in reality, they want to destroy you. You know, you, you, you don't let someone into your home that could harm you unless you believe they're actually there for your benefit. I, we were visiting a friend um, several weeks back. We were up in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and I went out to get some food for us. And um, it was late at night, and so I, I leave the house, and I go get the food, and I come back. And they live in one of those neighborhoods where every house looks the same. <laughs> so I pull into the drive, and I'm like, this feels a little different, but it's pretty much the same. I've got my food in my hand. I go up, and I turn the knob, and it's locked. And I'm like, well, that's odd. So I, you know, poke the bell and I hit the whatever and I see this elderly lady come up to the window. She looks at me and she turns and walks away. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, come on. But then I thought about it and it, she's actually very smart because if I'm a guy there that's like, oh, I got some food that you didn't order. And as soon as she opens the door, you know, I come in and do whatever I want to do. But that's how the enemy works. You know, he approaches you in that way. Hey, I'm here to help. Hey, I, you know, and then we let him in. And so that's what Jesus is talking about here. And he's talking about learning to hear the shepherd's voice. But then in this verse 10 that we're going to get into, he, he, what he's really talking about here is looking at the fruit. Okay? Looking at the fruit. Here's what the enemy's after. Here's what God is after. And, and it comes down to trusting him enough to give him a chance. 
And I, I, I want you to trust God enough to give Him a chance. Maybe you've never been open and vulnerable with Him the way that He's calling to you to. Maybe you're like me and, and you've had people that just tried to be condescending and all that and you just kind of keep your arms up and you've received some of that from the enemy that, you know, you're not really worthy and you no know, God or Jesus died for you, but, you know, you're, you're, you're still, God's kind of ashamed of you, those kinds of things. Take Take a risk, all right? Be vulnerable with Jesus. And I, I got to tell you from my experience, I have never regretted every step I've taken. And I've got more to take, but I've never regretted it. So Jesus says this in verse 10. He says, the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. I, you need to hear that because so many times um, that's not what's portrayed about Jesus to give us a rich and satisfying life. And part of the reason that's not always portrayed is because many times in the church you have people adding commands to Scripture. I mean, when you go to the New Testament, that was big with the Pharisees and so on, and Jesus talked about it. He addressed it with them. They're always adding things because, you know, it makes us feel more holy if we're doing more, but in reality, the whole reason we're doing more is because we're failing at this over here, and doing more over here doesn't help. That's not Jesus. Jesus wants to give you a rich and satisfying life. If He tells you to stay away from something, it is for your good. I'm telling you, it's for your good. And again, if you don't believe that, I, I, my actions show I don't always believe it. But I've always found it to be true. Now the enemy, on the other hand, his goal, his mission that it tells us here is to steal and kill and destroy. But again, how does he do that? He doesn't do it by announcing that's what he's after. He always deceives. Just like you go back to the Garden of Eden, you know, he, he, he knew what he was doing, but the way that he tempts Adam and Eve is to try and tell them that this is for your good. This is for your benefit. And so one of the things that we see in our culture today, we, we see people um, you know, using terms that, that seem good and appealing, okay? Let, let me give you an example. So today we hear the term adult entertainment. Now some of you kids may not know what that is, and that's okay, okay? Your parents can talk to you about it later. Adult entertainment. Now, now the thing about that is, is that, okay, technically that's true, <laughs> but what are we doing there? We're really avoiding what is really going on and we're trying to soften it. Why are we trying to soften it? Um, because the enemy wants to draw people in. It's just entertainment. It's okay. It's not going to hurt you. And as a matter of fact, you know what will hurt you? Relationships. Oh yes, you know, and hey, we all got evidence of that, right? People hurt you. You, you can avoid all that messy stuff with relationships. How are you going to do that? Adult entertainment. Well, you know what? God wants to bring us a rich and satisfying life. You know how he's going to do that? Relationships. Are they hard? Yeah. But you know, that's one of the other things I find out in life. When God gives me commands, gives us commands, is it easy? 
No, it's not always easy. Sometimes I want to eat the row of Oreos. I've had a bad day. I just want to get lost in the Oreos. But you know what? If I do, what's going to happen? I am going to pay for it. Can God forgive me? Absolutely. Is there still going to be consequences? Yes. So how do I get the rich and satisfying life? Well, instead of trying to meet what I'm after in that, I go to where he tells me to, you know? Uh, maybe I'm eating the row of Oreos because I don't want to have a conversation with my spouse, mad at him. I just want to deal with him right now, you know? Maybe it's my friend. Maybe it's, you know, a, a fellow parent. I, you know, whatever it is. I just don't want to deal with it, and I just want to get lost in something. Well, God pushes us towards those relationships because that's where the rich and satisfying life comes from. And sometimes it's hard and it's not easy because as he goes on in this parable, he's going to share the fact that he's going to die for the sheep. Is that easy? Absolutely not. But what's that going to bring about? It's going to bring about joy for him. It's going to bring about joy for us. Ultimately, it is the most rich and satisfying path that he could take. God wants to lead you down a rich and satisfying path. You need to trust in that. Sometimes you're not going to trust in that. And when you don't, get back up, confess it, and then move ahead. But here's where we don't want to go. We don't want to go into the shame that the enemy wants to bring on us because here's part of what we do with that. Again, shame, I talked about this a few weeks ago. We isolate and oftentimes we get angry and we just try to keep people away. And we go into the lie that, that was talked about at the very beginning of that video. You know, what was going to be good life for him? You know, he was going to go off and hang out on the coast. I mean, he was in this great place in life. You see him out on the football field. I mean, we live in a small community here. The most famous people in our community are athletes, right? Because they draw the biggest crowds. I mean, the ball games at the school draw way bigger crowds than a church service. I mean, it's the way it is right now so he's got it made you know you're in the spotlight and you know you got all these plans for what you're gonna go do and now all of a sudden it's like oh wait a minute my life is about to become about someone else other than me oh bummer well what's the enemy say to that well you don't have to take that path you can quietly just kind of Discard that. Now I want you to hear this. I, some of you have been in this situation that are hearing me right now. And I may know that, but there are some of you that others don't even know that. I want you to hear this. God provides healing for this. But you need to hear this, okay? If you end a life, you are ending a life. You can put whatever word you want to on it. That's what's happening. God offers forgiveness. God offers healing. But don't let the enemy dupe you into saying, well, you know, I, no, it's okay. I mean, you can get as mad as you want. You can stomp your foot, whatever. I, I mean, I, I've been there. I see my kids do it all the time. But ultimately, if you want healing, you know what you got to do? You got to go to the Father and you got to say, Dad, 
I, I, I messed up here. And God offers forgiveness. King David offered forgiveness. The Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul was taking lives and he thought he was doing it for God. He thought it was a good thing. God offered him forgiveness. God offers forgiveness. But we've got to be willing to receive it. You see, what happens is when we bring our sin into the light and we allow ourselves to be seen by the Lord and even others that we can trust, the enemy loses his power to steal and kill and destroy. Jesus has ended his power and ability to do that. But he did it through a gift, and you can only stop that when you receive it. But you've got to be willing. If you stay back in the shadows and say, I don't need it, God, what can he do? He's given you free will. He, he, he's calling you to him, but you must receive that. So I just want to invite you this morning. If you are in need of receiving that, um, it's here for you. And I also want to invite this. Um, I want to invite those who um, maybe need to trust God's ways, okay, so that we don't get into these situations. And you've got the whole culture around you saying, no, 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 do this. This is okay. It doesn't matter what the culture says. The commands God gives us, they're, they're, they're truth. And if we go against them, once again, you're in good company. I've done it. But listen, the way that God leads is better. It's better. And no matter what you've been through, He can still give you a rich and satisfying life. No matter what your choices have been, He can give you a rich and satisfying life. But the only way that that happens is that you come and you confess and you say, God, your ways are better. I want to invite you to do that this morning and just receive that.